You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Up Your Brave show here on Reality Check Radio with Natalie Cutler-Welsh. Up next is my interview with Ross Campbell. Ross is an activator, an activist, a truth seeker, and a fitness enthusiast. And today we're going to be talking about why it's time to get off the fence. Welcome, Ross. Thank you very much, Natalie. So good to have you here. We're actually sitting here in person, and I'm excited to dive into your story. I know you've had, um, you've got an incident to share with us and that occurred that you were involved in, and also quite an extensive background. So I'm just going to give our listeners a little overview. For those of you that don't know Ross, as I mentioned, he's an experienced actor and presenter. Um, he's got an explosive story, which kind of exposes a lot of the uh, what's behind a lot of these movements, like the trans movement, the climate change, et cetera, et cetera, um, which is really also a, an attack on women, that movement that we've seen really playing out in the past few months, and also targeting children by sexualizing and confusing them. Um, so that's something else. We're going to dive into all the things today. He's been researching extensively over the past three years, as many of us have. Um, and tragically, he's also been a victim of child molestation and adult drug rape. So very, very um, emotive issues. And a lot, sadly, a lot of our audience can possibly relate to that as well. Um, also, some background in alcohol and drug addiction, which he's been through, and of course, rehab and coming out the other side. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how you also were unable to continue with the acting due to the mandates. So Ross, before we dive into all that, what is your overview? How have the last three years been for you personally? Pretty tough. Pretty tough. When these uh, mandates first came in, the lockdowns, what was so... um angered me. Uh, I knew all this was going to happen. I stumbled upon this 15, 20 years ago, the playbook. So when it actually happened, uh, I knew we were in trouble. And then um, it was tough because um, uh, I got cancelled from the acting career. I got locked out of the gym. And, you know, that's my therapy, the gym, you know, which relates to the alcohol and all that yeah. uh, and addiction. And um Friends deserted me, family deserted me, so it was um, pretty tough. And um, it, it just seemed, you know, uh, there was no end to it, you know. Like so, I went into depression, which is a which is a trait in my family. So it was pretty hard to um, avoid. You kind of got that that double whammy with you know something that you I think possibly not were reliant on but the fitness was as a way for you to cope or to oh, yeah. a, a, an outlet for you suddenly you couldn't go there suddenly you couldn't do your craft acting yep and um it's only natural that you would you know go downhill to a certain extent I broke how yeah what what was me. the turning point for you uh it was um I ended up uh, in, a, in a real depression, mm. and I ended up going to a mental hospital. I was suicidal because mm. um, my father committed suicide, mm. so, and it's a trait. Depre a clinical depression is a trait in our family, and um, so yeah, I just I actually went to the doctor, and um, I, did, I haven't told many people this. I asked to be euthanized, wow. and yeah, and they virtually laughed at me. You know, well, it didn't laugh at me, but. Um, you know, sent me away. <clears throat> and then, um, you know what? I just got to jump in. I'm from Canada. I know. And in Canada, I know they would have said, yep, we can do that. No exactly. problem. Exactly. 
exactly. That's, that's, that's their rules. That's what my friend Jonathan Clark said, you know, Liz's um, cameraman producer. He, he said that mm. if you had have been in um, Canada, yeah. they would have obliged. Yeah. Yeah, so, and yeah, so I ended up, um, I wanted to go back into another rehab, my fifth rehab, but um, they couldn't accommodate me. And, I, and you know, I didn't have a lot of time, you know, when you're in deep depression. So they got a hold of the crisis team and put me in a mental hospital for a while. Did that help you or did it hinder you? It was horrible. Right. It's one of the most scariest things because when you go through that door, and they sort of lied to me. They said well, I was going to go to an elderly place, you know, for rest. And then and it was the mental hospital. And uh, once you go through that door, you've got no rights. Mm. It's just, uh, and I saw things that shouldn't be happening. You know, they, you know, even medication, they came out with the wrong medication. And it's just, and if you, you've got to be very careful. If you complain or something, they think you're paranoid. Because mm. people in there, you know, like people are getting their, Wearing nappies and mm. violence, and there's just all sorts going on, you know. So I couldn't wait to get out of there. But you remained unjabbed. They didn't force that on you or anything. No, they they tried to. Okay. They tried to, and there was something very sinister. I'm going to mention this. Um, I was speaking with a couple of psychiatrists, and they asked me something, and you know, very unusual. They said to me, you know, and he, look, he looked at me quite slyly because I used to be a profiler, you know, with the, in England. I, no, I don't know what that is. Oh well, I was I used to work alongside British uh, British soldiers right. um, when the IRA were bombing, and so I was a profiler. I, I had to try and spot the bombers, right? Right, so I can read yeah. body language and that. And and the the psychiatrist looked at me slyly. And said, uh, if you have a heart attack, do you want to uh, be resuscitated? And I thought, whoa. So I got angry. Mm. And he sort of backed off. So, yeah, they were trying to encourage me to get the jab. Um, but no, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. And I sat there for three weeks just wondering, what am I doing here? It was... How did you get out? Because I imagine for some people, if they don't have family advocating, like... How do you get out of that? Position? I act. I, I brought all my acting skills to the fore. Nice. And um, I said, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And so I managed, and I wasn't. I was still really depressed, mm-hmm. but I, I had to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And um, so they let me out, and and the uh, crisis team kept checking up on me, and um, they knew I was still a mess, you know, because uh, I couldn't. I lost, you know, I lost my confidence. I, I couldn't cook. I couldn't eat. I couldn't bathe. You know, it's just when you're in that deep hole, you can, can't do anything. Mm. And and I lost all my mus- muscle too. That really depressed me. Mm. So that's, and so anyway, so they took me to a mental health respite. And it's one of the best things that could have happened. They were Christian people. Now, I'm, I'm not a Christian person, but they took me to this beautiful place called Beth Sheen, and they were Christians, and they know what we know about the jabs, but these beautiful people took it so they could help the mentally challenged people. Right. So they put themselves, their life on the line, and I was there for three weeks, and they prayed over me and all sorts and took me to, to a church, and um, it I, I came out of that feeling okay. Um 
you know, but I had to get back into my training and so that, you know, training really helps me. It's not just, um, you know, it's my head, but it's also, I, I come from a very dysfunctional background. I've always felt inadequate mm. with myself, you know, and even, you know, I've done bodybuilding, martial arts, all sorts, you know, modeling, acting, but even now I still feel it's inadequate. And I've spoke to psych, certain psychs that have said, you're a perfectionist. And you're a, you've been in the worst business you could ever be in, and that's modeling. Yeah. Because it's based on perfection. And they said, and as you age, it's, you're going to find out. And, and that was part of me ending up in the mental hospital and everything. So much in that, you know, even the topic of inadequacy. Yeah. Um, feeling not good enough, not yeah. perfect, not in, when you're bodybuilding, not muscly enough yeah. you know, as a model, Don't not win hot the enough. Yeah. I'm not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I used to be big, mm. but when I look at what it is, it's called bigorexia. <laughs> I used to have a girlfriend that was anorexic bulimic. Right. What I am is the complete opposite, the inverse. I look in the mirror, you know, I can be really muscly, but I see a skinny man. You truly do see a skinny man. A skinny man. It's just like I'm in reasonable shape now, but I just, I, I don't like it. Yeah. It's not enough. You know, what it is, like I explained with Liz, it's my shield of armor. Mm-hmm. It keeps people there. Mm-hmm. You know, they look at me and think, well, that's why I get roles as the villain and the mafia and or, or a cop, like authoritative yeah. roles. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have worn many hats and played many roles. And now, I mean, you're you're playing the role. You're you're embracing this new role of ad, um, being an activist. Oh, yeah. Being an ad, advocate for people that are getting um, mistreated. And I know that you were involved in the Posey Parker incident. incident and of yeah. course, she's coming back to New Zealand. Oh, Can yeah. you walk us through what happened on that day for you? Yeah, I was watching it the week the building up to it, you know, and because uh, as I said, you know, I'm a profiler and I can, you know, I take a lot of what's being said and what's not being said, you know, read between the lines mm. and the government, the media, they were all doing a, a character assassination on her. They um, tried to keep her out of the country. They, um, the whatever minister, he, he or she tried to, um, re- you know, revoke the visa or whatever. So I knew, and I saw that um, Chanel Lal the day before on the news, mm-hmm. and I could see he was acting. He was like he was saying he's really scared. You know, this is the worst he's ever felt. You know, about coming to this mm-hmm. because the media and the government they spun a lie. They were saying that she's a protest. I was going to say, what a surprise! They were at what was it? Um, what did they call them? Oh, whatever the protesters, but Kelly. Uh, She's not a um, protester. Mm. She was putting on an event for women to have a platform to sp- just speak their mind, right? You know about about all this trans stuff, about them in the sports invading women's spaces. I mean, you know, it's it's just all bizarre. It's mm-hmm. it's all wrong. And so, um, yeah. So I knew there was going to be problems. But I wanted to go, I wanted to listen, you know, go up and hear what was said. And it was bizarre. When I got there, it was just so much more than I, I mean, there was two, 3,000 of them. And it's, you know, it wasn't just trans, it was all their supporters. And I'm talking about, I'm quite disgusted with them, older people, you know, like defending them. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and you've probably seen the signs and everything, you know, disgusting. And um, they, because there was only about a couple of hundred, you know, and uh, in in, they were like corralled, right? And I thought, oh, no. You know, and they were just so oh, ag- aggressive. You know, the noise and the whistles and banging and they were just intimidating. And um, I thought there's going to be problems, mm. you know. And then I was watching, and then as soon as that Colombian guy put the soup over her, that was like a signal, because as soon as that happened, it revved them up. They got they. It really became mob mentality. I've never, I've never. I mean, I've done security in England with all sorts: bodyguard, personal protection, uh, crowd control. I was scared, mm. you know. And these poor women, they were people. They were screaming. There was all, you know, like they, they were just getting shunted around because once that soup went over, the, they just threw the fences aside and came at us. And um, it was, you know, I was really scared for Kelly J. You know, if I felt like that. But see, what happened was her securities had stood down. You know, like in Australia, they had suits. Well, that's what we wear suits. You got to look professional. Mm hmm. Well, they stood down. We found out later, and they and they they had uniforms, and the uniforms aren't as trained, you know, and they don't have the same impact. I mean, they did a good job, but they made some bad calls, and the, and they didn't know what to do, you know, because they should have really just kept her in that rotunda. Mm. Even if they were coming in, they could have just shoved them out. Right. By bringing her out in the open, they subjected her to some real danger you know it's i feel like and i wasn't there on the day i feel like the media kind of stirred that up in the in the prelude so even in the media talking about it and kind of almost in creating a creating a hype about it did that on purpose oh that's the concern so my concern is and the government's done this for years and the government Right. The, the government and the media has done this media, for years, yeah. wanting to it, like divide people and have them That's what it is. Every, turn and attack. Everything's division. It is. You know, the jabs, yep. the Maori, non-Maori, the co-governance and all that. Yep. And it's all these distractions that, to divide us. Yeah. So it makes us easier to control. Yeah. Right. And um, and then you're right down to the government, the media, please, like that day. It's unbelievable. You know, it's we've got we've got uh video clips. Where the little lady, Linda, she done a great job. You know, she's a tough little thing. She was the police liaison. Mm-hmm. They were interacting right up to the morning. And, they, you know, and then suddenly that morning, she couldn't get a hold of them on the phone and they didn't turn up at the meeting time. Anyway, they, they, they were there. They ended up there. And she went running out like other people did and said, please help. You know, there's people getting hurt in there. And they they literally said, we're not here to help you. And we've got the clips. And right, you know, like, this is why I'm chasing the cops at the moment. They're avoiding me because they know if, like, I get attention being an actor, that the media will be there. They'll Mm -hmm. have to be there. And they're really scared that this is what's going to come out because somebody made the call. And it goes right back to the government. The cops got told to stand down. Mm Even though they knew, I actually, I'll tell you, I'll jump right to the end. When I when we got Posey out, I'd been, you know, whacked over and spat on and kicked. 
I saw two cops and I went to them and, I, and, and the woman cop said, you all right? And I said, no, I just got beaten. And you know what she did? Her and the, and the other guy, they just looked away. So they were all told to stand down. Mm -hmm. And what they did was they waited outside until we got her out and they made it, they come for the cameras to make it look good. Right, to make it look like they're escorting you, like helping you Escort, to yes. get out safely. But we'd, all, we'd already been beaten up. Yeah. And women, I was seeing women screaming and thrown on the ground. It was hard, but, you know, because I, I was in such a, I didn't know what to do. I had to think quick on my feet because, well, I'm getting whacked. Mm. You know, I just wanted to unleash. But then she's there. And, I, you know, I knew if I don't help her, you know, with my professional background, mm -hmm. I had to help get her out mm -hmm. because, like, she was scared and people were trying to. I've never seen. It was vicious. They wanted, they wanted blood, you know, and I, I can't believe that we got out of that. It was very scary, Natalie. You know? Well, it was a, I mean, it was a tragic event. It didn't need to go that way. I think it was planned to go that way. It, yes, but like it's it. good that it did happen. Why is that? Because it's unveiled. It's exposed mm. for what they are. Like, she was filming it live, um, Posey, and so were a lot of people. I've got to give a mention here to Simon Anderson. Okay. He's, what a great bloke. We didn't know there were cameras. He sent up one of those big cameras with the 360. If it wasn't for Simon Anderson. Like a drone. Like a, it's a camera and it okay. does a 360. Right. If it wasn't for Simon, none of this would have come out. Mm -hmm. Nobody. So people around the world saw what happened live. And I got, I got just all of this uh, influx of um, messages from around the world mm -hmm. thanking me and all that because they could, they could see what happened. But also, I got a lot of hate too. I was, I got attacked by the trans big time, you know. So um, Simon Anderson, shout out to him. Shout well, out it, to him. Yeah, it's interesting because sometimes you know around the world they can see things more clearly sometimes than we can from our own perspective here in New Zealand. People were scared watching it live. They couldn't believe it. I mean, it, it, like I said, it, it's exposed their agenda, mm. right? You know, because, like, people said it really well to me. Um, this is how, you know, the gen generalisation is we were plight. You know, we were, you know, okay, we'll call you by your pronouns. You know, we'll, you know. Will be nice, but now the they've exposed their ugliness and how um, vicious they are. Mm. Like they want respect in that, but then you know they demand it. You know, like they're, they're trying to eradicate women. I mean, how dare they think they can go into women's spaces? You know, to a young girl in a, in a changing room, and you know, it's it's ridiculous. And and they're demanding, and and they're like, we're going to call them. Miss and you know, and their pronouns. Nah. So I got all these messages from around the world saying enough's enough. Mm. That's it. So that's part of you saying I'm an activist. Mm. We're gonna expose all this. Because mm. this is all heading to pedophilia. Yeah. Well, before we get to that, I I mean, I personally think that the trans like transgender has been around for for ages and ages. And I don't like trans people. Exactly. That's what I wanted to highlight. What we are what I'm concerned about. I won't speak for you. What I'm concerned about is it, they're being played, actually. They've been played. Yeah. The LGB have been hijacked mm -hmm. by the trans. And the trans agenda. 
the trans agenda. Yeah. That, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, trans activists. Mm-hmm. And because um, this is, you know, like you, you, you've probably seen clips of, you know, like adults and ba- like they're acting like a baby and yeah. all of that. What they're doing, that's part of it. They're, you know, oh, so they can play with little boys and girls, you know, mm. if you accommodate them. Mm-hmm. It's all it's it's all that same agenda. It's all heading to the pedophilia, normalizing, normalizing everything. Yeah. All the sexuality, but it's it's sinister. It is. It is. And um, I'll just I'll just mention a few other previous episodes we've had that relate to some things we've discussed so far. So for our lovely listeners, um, if you missed the episode where I interviewed Marie McLean on her book, The No BS Guide to Getting Sober, definitely check that out. So it's like, you know, if we can help some people who are are having issues around drug or alcohol abuse. Um, definitely listen to that episode. It's not just about alcohol. It's about anything um, that's maybe a crux, a crux in your life. Um, also, I interviewed the amazing Gloria Masters about child sex trafficking. And of course, the Sound of Freedom movie is coming out in New Zealand, 24 August. Yeah. So We're all trying to shut that down. Yeah, there's there's tons of these issues coming up. So your stance today, Ross, is really about it's time to get off the fence. Yeah. What is your what is your message to the Kiwis about that? There's so many people that have got their heads buried in the sand because they don't want to know. Mm. You know about all this trans stuff and and everything else, the jab stuff. You know because we've been played big time. Yeah. And um, what I've tried to say to people, you got to make a stance. You're either with them or you're with us. You know <laughs> because if you're not with us, you're enabling this to keep going on and on, right? So you're tacitly with them by being on you know on the fence. But what you don't understand is at some stage it is going to come for you, you know, but it's time now to wake up, you know. I agree it's time to wake up. What I want to challenge you on is is your stance of, you know, you're either with us or you're with yep. them, yep. which feels divisive. So are we not trying to get away from the division? Yeah, but but we're the ones that are uh, with the injustice. You're like, we're being attacked, you know, like, I mean, even everybody is, but mm. there's so many people out there that are unaware that all of this division has been created globally. Yeah. So so they can, you know, instill install their agenda, right? And it, it's it's all distractions. Mm. You know, the trans, the the jabs, this now around the world, the voice in Australia, the co-governance here, here poor poor. It's all to cause division because of, on Twitter. It's like it's already a civil war going on. You can see the animosity between the Māori and non-Māori. It's been stirred up. Yes. And what they would like is a civil war. You know, that's what they, they're doing now is changing all the names to Māori names and saying they're going to help um, Māori farmers. And you know what I mean? It's all it's all designed to be divisive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if it sounds like that for me, I don't mean it to, but you know, pe- we need the people that are unaware of what's going on to just do a bit of research. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here because some people yeah, will be listening. No, fine. Some people will be listening and they'll be going, but no, we're, we're just trying to right the wrongs of the past. You know, we're just trying to make it more fair, right? Instead of, you know, if... Um, I understand. Yeah. So some people might be feeling that. Yeah, I understand So that. it's like special treatment versus righting the wrongs of the past. 
how can we come together as a country? Yeah, but you know, I, I yeah, I, I I understand. But it's like, is this your house? Yeah. What happens if they come and say, "Listen, we're going to right the wrong. You're out." Yeah. You paid for this house. Tough. This is our land. So, Joe. So we're just righted the wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, people are going to think of this individually. You know, it's easy to generalize. You know, and um, and actually, I've been doing a lot of research with history. And a lot of it's not quite right. Agreed. Absolutely. You know, there was people here before Māori. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fair people. Fair. I've, I, you know, I've got the stuff at home. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so, and then, but what about people like me and like my family that have been here generations? Yeah. It's not our fault. It's yeah. not my fault. It's like, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? And also sometimes what I feel like is happening now is we're almost trying to overcompensate sometimes. So That's it, right. then it creates division. That's right. It's it's I mean, sorry, but a lot of it to me is virtue signaling too. Absolutely. You know, and um, like I said, I've been around, you know, and you know, <laughs> I I I'm as like I've been um been an actor. I'm like an um, investigative journalist. That I've always been interested in why. You yeah. Know? And so, I've, you know, the last three years especially, I'll tell you now, somebody what drove me in the middle hospital. I was waking I, I wake up at about six or seven. I cut coffee. I'm on the uh, computer mm-hmm. till about 10 at night. Mm-hmm. Every, so I'm doing like seven days a week, double shifts, because I'm so it's, I need to know. I want to know what's really happening because mm-hmm. I know there's a um, a narrative out there that's not true. You know, it's all it's all lies. Like this really done my head in too. And I I went to a group, and I'll tell you this: it's a male group for sexual males that have been sexually abused. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll mention it. It's called a place called Better Blokes. Mm-hmm. Nice. And you got a lovely man. We've all been abused. Me. Um, uh, Dave Passel, he runs it. Wonderful guy, Simon Johnson. What and so, you know, uh, um, what where was I leading with this? Um, it's all, it's all, you know, an agenda. It's all. Oh yeah, you're what? Like you're you're saying you've researched like twenty four seven. You're always yeah. re- researching, yeah. and it's not just the mandate stuff. It's everything history. You know, I do cooking, training, everything. You know, I, I'm just, I've got to be on the, I, I feel sorry for kids. I understand because I'm addicted. I've got this. To learn, to learning. I've got and, this thirst for knowledge. So here's the thing. For the some, truth. Yeah, I hear you. And I've got the, I've got the, the, the thirst and the, I'm on a quest as well for yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Some people would say, and I got this too, you know, when I was, when I was getting bullied for basically wanting I had this mom's group and I didn't want them to encourage the teenagers to get the jab. And I was most concerned about it. And I had people messaging me going, Hey, Nat, why don't you take a break from social media for a while? Mm. Or it seems like it's really getting to you. And I'm like, the social media is not getting to me. What's getting to me is people are not asking critical questions. Exactly. They're only doing what they're told. So what I'm, some people might be thinking, Ross, yeah. come on, that's not good for you to be yeah. researching from seven in the morning till 10 at night, yeah. you know, take a break, buddy. What is driving you? Meaning I get that you want to know what's going on, yeah. but what do you want to do with that? I really want the truth to come out. There's a lot of people hurting mm. out there. Um, you know, it's like, like that's where I was getting at with the group. I was in the group and they didn't really understand me this night. I said, my whole life, 67 years, has been a lie. There's been a narrative. You know, it's like, you know, people think we're free. We're not free. 
you know it's all everything has been set up you know like right back to the medicine it was taken over by the rockefellers and it inversed so you know a lot of these um doctors and all that they think they're doing the right thing but they're not you know like and 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 things like um you know the federal reserve all this tax and bloody money all these loans they lend out out of, out of thin air you know it's everything's been designed and set up for us to be indebted in a in a slavery mm-hmm. you know and school dumbed down i used to often when i was a kid at school i used to think why aren't we learning about um psychology and and how to handle money and all this stuff in school instead of all this rubbish, you know, because I'll tell you, Natalie, I never thought, because apart from my dysfunctional home, I always felt I wasn't interested, I didn't belong, you know, because school disinterested me. But now I know why, because it was all set up to dumb us down, you know. So and there was just something wrong. I always thought it was me that I didn't fit in. I'm going to do a little shout out to anyone in the audience. Send us a text if this resonates with you, some of what we're saying, if you've got thoughts on it, questions about it, or if it resonates with you around feeling alone, like mm-hmm. that that whole thing. And also earlier when you were talking about feeling not good enough, what was the word you used? Inadequate. Inadequate. We'd love to hear from you. 2057, so 2057 on the text or email inbox at realitycheck.com. Dot radio. We would love to hear from you. One thing I'd love to mention, because some people will, you know, they they might have thought about, oh, education, like, yeah, it actually has been dumbed down yeah. or um, other things. I was um, chatting with a woman not so long ago, and she said to me, she said, you know, my child is, you know, my my child is involved in promoting the um, action against climate change and everything. She's super into that. But I was so confused that she was also open to the jab. Yeah. And I said, because I kind of have, I'm a little bit unfiltered sometimes. Yeah. And I said, as I yeah. And I said, oh, that makes total sense to me. And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, because they're just telling them what to think. Indoctrinated. I said, climate change, the trans agenda, the COVID jabs, yep. it's all the same. Exactly. And she was like, oh. And I think, in, I guess that some people will feel that might ruffle some people's feathers to hear me say that. Yep. But what I'm saying is, I feel like we, humanity, have been told what to think. And then, of course, people do the virtue signaling exactly. and, and everything. And, oh, sorry, I forgot. Ukraine. Yes. You know, all the everything. things. All the things. We have been gaslighting. Same but different. It's all gaslighting. Everything. Everything they say, of, of, it's the inverse. It's, it's, the, it's the opposite. Yeah. You know? People not notice that their whole lives, every movie they see, every TV show. Well, guess who's the the spy? It's a Russian spy. Exactly. Did you not notice exactly. that? Exactly. And you know, this Putin. You know, like uh, people have got it all wrong, eh? You know, you, you know, you know the history in Ukraine. They, they, there was the the United States are the biggest terrorists. So I'm sorry, but they are. I'm not American. I'm Canadian. no, I know, but to anyone that's listening, right. Because they 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 have um, they're like Ukraine they 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 installed through Victoria Newland they extolled um, the puppet they wanted there in 2014 and they were bombing the Russian citizens in Donbass and that for what eight years or so before Putin reacted 
and he also reacted because they've got biolabs over there, a whole heap of biolabs, and there was talk that they were going to be uh, engineering them to target Russians. So he really didn't have any choice. So, But you did right. We've been gaslighted about everything, the jabs, ev everything. The, the, everything's a distraction from what's going on. What's really going so, on? So I think basically, I guess what I want to say about that in terms of Russia, I just want people to take away. There's more than meets the eye. Yes. We're not being told the whole story. Yes. We are, in fact, being told what to think and what symbol to put around our little Facebook That's profile right. photo. And just I'm just we're just encouraging people, or at least I am, you know, it, it it's either time to get off the fence or maybe just like rub the dust out of your eyes and look around. Do you know what I I. I learned is to, because I used to, you know, I'm a loner, right? But I, I I can't watch TV anymore. I can't read the paper anymore because it's all lies. It's all gaslighting. It's all the inverse of what's actually happening, you know? And so I go to sources like alternative sources that are really um, honest, you know, like Redacted, uh, Glenn Beck, all these uh, ex-journalists um, and got their own podcasts. Joe Rogan, um, Russell Brand, and all that—they're on these. They're talking the truth, and and they're exposing all this. And it's 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 the great awakening. I, I, this is what I read 15, 20 years ago, and I didn't understand. It sounded. Where did you read it? Fifteen to twenty. I years stumbled ago. upon it. I uh, New World Order, and I thought, "What's that?" And so I I looked at I looked at it, and I thought. Yeah, oh, that sounds pretty. Yeah, being an actor, it sounds pretty fantastical, you know. Mm. I thought, well, if it's going to happen, it won't happen in my life. It might happen in 2050 or something. And like I said, as soon as that lockdown came, yeah, I knew because it was going to be introduce a virus, uh, locked out people down till the the vaccine comes out, and then when it comes out, um, the next thing is going to be climate. Uh, climate crisis, and then it's going to be a war, right? And then it's going to be aliens. Look what's happening now with the aliens. What is happening now for people that only it, watch mainstream? They, you know, how they denied it for all these years. Now they're they're going into into Congress and in America and that saying all the whistleblowers are coming out there about the aliens and everything. And I'm very dubious about this, as, as a lot of people are. You know, now it's because it's part of the agenda. You know, like holograms and all that. It just everything, everything, like 9-11, that's all coming out. If you look at, go on Twitter, people are awake. So I guess the takeaway that I'm hearing from you is really around, like, question everything. Exactly. But don't get so deep into it that it's, you know, that it's causing you strife. Because yes. I think some people... I don't mean some people can handle it better than others, but kind of some people will get really affected by that. They're just more, you know, they're more, um, yes. I'm not empathic. I'm not sure what the word is, but just obviously you want to learn, you want to be aware, yeah. but for, to what end, I suppose. And for you, you're curious, you have this quest for knowledge. You want to know yeah. the truth, but for you, is it that you want it when people, when some people start to question things, you want to be able to maybe elaborate or like, do you want yeah. to be able to answer some of their I questions? I just want justice. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I really want it because there's some really best stuff. Like I shouldn't be here. You know, I, I a lot of people have committed suicide that they haven't, it hasn't come out. Right. You know, through the lockdowns and 
and the jabs and everything. And um, it's like know. they overinflated the COVID deaths, but they under that's right. under that's um, right. reported that's some right. of the other stuff. And they changed the, They actually changed the terminology for suicide. You know that, eh? They changed the, the terminology to, no. to make it, you know, like everything they to, to soften mm-hmm. soften the blow. Yeah, you know, like you know, like myself. You know, if it hadn't, I hadn't have been blessed with what, you know, they, I was saved. I, sh- I should have been one of the statistics. Right. So, you know, I'm angry. Mm-hmm. I'm angry that I got put in that position. I did nothing wrong. And I lost everything. My family, my friends, my career. Has anyone come back? Like, I know that I think you mentioned before we started recording that um, you still need people still need the jab to be actors, which baffles my mind. But has anyone come back and either apologized or no. said, hey, listen, I might have got it wrong or hey, buddy, sorry, no. I treated you badly. Nobody. Nobody. You know, I can't believe it. It's, you know, but and and this is I never knew that I had quite a hard heart because, I, you know, I love people. You know, I absolutely love animals, you know, you <laughs> but I love people, you know, and. I am disgusted with a lot of people, mm. you know, that um, with a jab, for instance, you know, it's their prerogative if they wanted to get jabbed, but I can't believe how ugly and nasty they got mm-hmm. about what, you know, they, the the vitriol, the, we were demonised, you know. Uh, I feel like some people in my neighbourhood would have literally dubbed me in if that's what it came to. If they literally, Yeah, they would have literally, like, knocked on my door and, like, dragged me out and reported me to the police. I felt like a leper. <laughs> We were like lepers, yeah. You know, and and I tell you, it's one thing to make a mistake, but to have it for three years, constant that that ugliness mm. inflicted on us, and um, I'm, my heart has hardened. Um, there's no forgiveness from from me. Like I've already my my fa- I've already just lost a dear friend. She was in remission from cancer. Had. Her st- and she got turbo cancer. Bang! Within a few days, she was dead. Mm. And and after I, the jab, are you saying after the jab? Okay. My, my and she, they didn't even know it was there. And then suddenly it came. Mm-hmm. My sister's got cancer or had cancer. And my brother, you know, like I, what I've done is I've hardened my heart. Mm. I've already grieved and mourned. And so if, when something happens, I'm expecting it. I know that must might sound hard, but I have to do that because when I was in the pits of depression, I, the last thing I needed to hear, I wanted to die before my family did because that would have been too much for me, right? right? Not only being ostracized, but if they died, you know, and um, that, that was really hurtful for me. And so since I've come back, bounced back, and they still got the same attitude. I um I've had enough. Mm-hmm. There's no forgiveness. You know? And have you found your tribe? You like you know how a lot of people say yes, I lost I friends, have. but I found amazing ones. I found lovely people. Shane Rosa at Shooters and Liz Gunn and all of these people. And you know we go we have these groups and they're beautiful, beautiful, real people. Mm. See, um, I'm a loner. I'm a loner. Um, I. I finally realized a couple of years ago why I don't fit in because I didn't know the word sigma. Do you know a sigma male? I know the word. I don't know what it means. Alpha males, uh, people okay. that demand the, the remove, you know, respect. Uh, beta males, uh, they, you know, they're timid and fit in. 
I'm a sigma. I didn't even know the word <laughs> until I found out. And now I've read it, sigma male, that's me. Yeah. Now I understand who I am, what I am. A sigma male is a lone wolf, prefers their own company. Like being an actor, mm-hmm. it's like I'm a sigma male introvert. And being an actor and being a model and an actor and that, people think I'm an extrovert. And, like, I'm a chameleon. Yeah, well, I, you can turn I, it I on. I fit into anywhere, yeah. right? Because we used to go schmooze at all these, you know, parties and functions. But really, you know, like, I've always been quite recognisable as an actor and that or a model, whatever, out on the street. And it's good. You know, it's it's good for my ego, but then I've got to get away from it. Yeah. I can go out for a little while, but then I've got to get back home. Yeah. Um, and that's the introvert, the sigma male. Mm. And we're we're sort of aligned with the alpha male, but rather than being loud and demanding it, we can do it in another way. We can be up there, but as an example and um, like, um, you know, help people and but do it quietly mm. rather than loud. And so I'm a yeah, sigma male. Nice. Well, you're definitely helping people, sharing your story today. Thank you. Encouraging people to Thank you, get man. off the fence. Not only get off the couch, but get off the just, just get do off the some fence. Re- just do some research. Turn the TV off. Don't read the Herald and just do some research. Yeah. And it, it, you'll discover some good stuff. You know, it can be helpful. So I'd love to ask you, yeah, what is one thing you've done in the last year yeah. where you've truly upped your brave? Okay. Well, bouncing back from the, you know, from where I was yeah. a year ago, mental hospital, and to how I feel now has been big. And also, I guess, the posy thing, um, because uh, the the attention I got from it, like, like I said, I, we didn't know cameras were there. Mm. So we, you know, we were just, we just, you just had to do it because, you know, I had to live with myself. I was it like an instinct for you? Oh yeah, yeah. I just knew as soon as I got there, and I, it was just uh, palpable. You know, the mm. you could feel it. It was um, like virtually tangible. The 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 aggression, the anger, the viciousness. I knew it was going to go down, uh, but I didn't know that I was going to be so involved. But see, like, that's where they made the bad call. They shouldn't have brought her out of that rotunda because eventually the cops would have had to come. Well, I wonder what they're going to do because she's coming back for a visit. I wonder how they're going to handle it this time. You'll find it'll be, they won't make, uh, there's been, they won't make the same mistake. The, the cops, they will be there. But also there'll be hundreds and hundreds of us men there. Mm. You know, You know, that's where I was disappointed because, I haven't mentioned this, I didn't even mention it with Liz and that, but I was putting something out about a week or two before she came, and I had all these men in there saying, a woman thanking me, and that, oh, you, we're going to be there, I'm going to be there, and us men will be there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the men didn't, they said they would, but they didn't turn up. So this time, I've seen it on you know, social media, there's going to be an army of men there next, you know, this time round. Because mm. there's, there's talk that she may be coming out with J.K. Rowling, you know, maybe. And um, so, and the talk is that she's she's mentioned that she's going to do it outside the court, you know, when that Columbia yeah. is inside. And so now there's chatter that they're trying to round up the um, the trans activists to come. So there'll be a big cop. Contingency. Well, there. hopefully we won't have. Otherwise, there, um, you know, it will go down. 
Yeah. And at this time, they won't get away with it. You know, like there was a very few of us men there that day, you know, and just, you know, I was really bummed because Brian Tamaki and the boys were down the road and they came up a bit late, mm. you know, because um, that would have helped. You know? Well, I would love to think that Kiwis, you know, as a whole would have come, we've we've progressed since then and maybe we can handle things differently. But I, I there, is, there is going to be it will there'll be frictions. Yeah, there will be friction, but the cops will be there because they, they can't afford this to happen again. You know, because they, I mean, all the media, everyone will be there with cameras and everything, you know. Mm. So and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're listening, we'll we'll keep you posted as as we find out more about that. Yeah. Um, what is something, Ross, on your bucket list that we can possibly help you with? Oh, no one can really help me with it. Now I'm I'm, I'm I know you're a loner. We can help you. No, if I can't get back into my acting. Okay. Um, as much as I'd love to, because I do have on my bio freelance professional actor, mm-hmm. but it's very hard to be freelance. You need an agent. Right. You know, because the you know, but also Surely there isn't there like an agent that's no freedom. I'll try it. I'll, I'll, I'll ring oh, a. I, I was meant to meet when this lockdown happened. I was about to meet one of the top agents in New Zealand, and they were looking forward to meeting me um, with my background, my history, and I think it was Eunice Ewans. And once this happened, and then it's just it's just this jab thing. Yeah, the entertainment industry won't accommodate us. Yeah, we have to be. It's a. It's like a. Even though. People, the information's out there. It's a requirement. We we can't step foot like I used to say. I was on when I've been on Shortland Street. You can't go on the set when Hercules. You can't go on the set. They won't. They won't let us go on the um, the sets. It just feels so twenty twenty two to Same me. As the I'm music. so confused. It, you know, entertainment. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So for me, my bucket list. Is to get you know keep training, get my head better, and um, music. I want to I want to progress my music. Are you, what do you mean singing? Singing, yeah. I used to do voiceovers. Um, I used to knock around with some of the top bands. My, though I was their security, and they were my ma- hello sailor, Herbs. You know, we I used to go in the recording studio with them, so I learned quite a mm-hmm. bit. You know, and um, I you know we used to, I used to get up with them, and do a bit of singing, but. So I've done voiceovers, you know, I was a presenter and voiceovers. So I've sort of got an obsessive obsessiveness. I um I sing all the time. Like people probably think I'm talking to myself, but I'm always singing. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize that was strengthening my voice. Mm. I didn't know this, you know. And so I'm at a point now where since I've, you know, I really felt really inadequate before, I've sort of got some confidence back and I'm thinking, shit, my voice ain't too bad. I mean, it's too bad. Well, hey, if you're out there listening and you've got a job for Ross, <laughs> because you can do voiceover from, you oh, know, yeah. you don't have to go into yes. the acting That's studio, right. Right. Um, get in touch. Um, in fact, how can people get in touch with you? Oh, uh, My email, mm-hmm. if, if you like. Can you reel it off? Yes, it's all underscore R D G. Campbell at gmail.com. So that's R Ross D Duncan G George Campbell with a P and at gmail.com. Okay. When you said underscore, you mean like lowercase. Lowercase. Okay. Got you. Lowercase. Love it. Okay. So people. Or they can go on my Facebook, mm-hmm. or me 
Twitter. Okay. Ross Campbell, Twitter yep. or Facebook. And they might want to get in touch with you because maybe they've resonated with some yep. of your story, your journey, yep. um, or maybe they've got, uh, they can help you with your bucket list. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'd be wonderful. Um, what's coming up for you in the next, in the next three months, six months? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm just, I want to train to, you know, uh, to get my head feeling good and, you know, physicality. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I want to support Liz, Mm -hmm. Liz Gunn. Um, I got a a tremendous respect for Liz and for uh, Jonathan Clark, her cameraman and producer. Uh, absolutely beautiful people that put a lot of work two months into our interview. Mm-hmm. And then, so you did like a two-hour interview with Liz a few months back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and it was dark. You know, a lot of the trans stuff, the pedophilia stuff, mm-hmm. Jonathan was researching it and it really did his head in. Mm. And once he put it together, he had to get away from it because it was so dark. And if you watch it, you'll see, you know, it's the assault at Posey, the assault, it's on Rumble. Um, the, the assault and, and it's 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 like a it's rated PG you know like she's warned them right warned everybody the content and they and they put literature in there like with what they they're putting into the schools and that it's it's actually porn yeah it's porn and if you go on to the watch uh, Liz Gunn's New Zealand Free watch it and it's um, startling. They did a really good job, but anyway, she. I'm I'm really proud of Liz. Eh? Um, you know, look, I don't trust a lot of people, but I trust Liz and Jonathan with my life. Eh? And you know, and I'd protect them with my life. That's why I said I'm. I want. I'm going to be her security, mm-hmm. especially now they're going into politics, mm-hmm. because I watched her address her policy thing. I'll tell you what, I've never met, seen a politician do it with such, such sincerity. Um, and that's what we need. We need someone, you know, like. And strength. And strength, sincerity, integrity, honor, mm. right? Because that's what we're lacking. All of those in government, they're all corrupted, they're all part of the WEF. They're all bought, right? And uh, I'm not even sure about Winston. I, out of all of them, I like Winnie, but I'm not sure about him. i got no doubt Leighton Baker is a nice man, you know, but I know Liz now, and I've seen her heart, and I and I know that she wants to, um, she wants to, all this rubbish to stop. Yeah. So I'm going to help her as much as I can her and Jonathan. Awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of the people in at the moment, I, I don't know about all of them, but a lot of them are definitely questionable. And I think it's time for a change of, you know, different energy, different people coming in. This is vital. A higher level yeah, of this awareness. Is like, this is the most important ethics. election we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Because if, if Labour or National get in, we're in a lot of trouble. We're in a lot of trouble. You know, because, um, you know, well, you've seen Hipkins with over there with Klaus Schwab and I've seen photos of uh, Luxon with Bill Gates and, you know, I study all this stuff. Yeah, they're questioning. We, we need someone like Liz, right, and it, infuriate, it infuriates me the, the, the way people get bag her. 
like she's a nutter and all of that. She, you know, why? Because she's been helping the adverse injury people. Yeah, like Casey Hodgkinson and all of them. I mean, this is real stuff. Barry, my friend, the actor, Barry mm-hmm. Duffield, great actor. Mm-hmm. He's like this. Shaking. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't know that. He said, he's, I love him for being honest. He said, Liz asked him, you know, and he said he's scared because he doesn't know what tomorrow's bringing. He's already got this. Well, I mean, I think with the election coming, it is time for people, and they will get off the fence. I hope people do. And I they'll hope, get out to vote. I hope they don't go to default stage, you know, and it's like a lot of people, oh, my friend, you know, we've always voted Labour, always voted National. They're two wings of mm-hmm. the same bird. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I just wish, and I don't know why, if it's egos or whatever it is, I wish all the the, the parties... <laughs> would join together. I know, the freedom ones. Yeah, yeah. Lay, you know, with Leighton and, and Tamaki and Sue Gray and all of them, if they would all just come together, we'd have a real good chance, you know. I do, I know. Um, so, hey, before we wrap it up, Ross, yeah. is there anything else you want to finish up with or any other message for our listeners today? No, I don't know. <laughs> I've enjoyed this. Um, We've covered a lot of terrain. But it's great. <laughs> it's great. No, I just I just hope people, you know, um, can just research and come and join us, you know. Like even, even people that have been jabbed, that have woken up, you know, that have come. We love you. Come and join us. Let's just put an end to all of this, this trans stuff. And 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 this this agenda, just all just join together and say no more because you know we've got to push back, but we just do it gently because that's all it, all it takes is for us all to just to say no. Yeah, we're not doing it no more. What can they do? Arrest us all? You know. I would like to think Kiwis have learned a lesson about being so compliant, like the Canadians. You know, I'm originally from yeah. Canada, yeah. a bit overly compliant, I would yeah. say. But we're we're a really close to being pushed. Out. You know, we're right on the edge. You know, so we got to we got to stop it now. The time is now. Thanks, Ross, for joining us today. Thank you. I thank you very much, Natalie. Enjoyed it. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR Reality Check Radio.